This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It only seems like yesterday when our hearts were broken and our promotion dreams in tatters. What's sad too is that that statement is true for more than just the Newport game in the playoffs. Alas, the clock has ticked forward and Mansfield Town with a new manager, new players and new ideas are ready to do battle again as the curtain raises on the Skybet League 2 2019-2020 campaign. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast and coming up this week we'll have one final reflection on the pre-season preparations as Stags triumph over Rangers under 23s. We'll talk new faces, strength in depth, long term versus short term and much more in between thanks to your comments in the live feed. And as we prepare to watch the story unfold from the terraces, we'll hear from inside the dressing room as boss John Dempster outlines the plan. To get to the next level and win as many football matches as we can. It sounds obvious, but that's the clear goal, the long-term goal. We'll be focusing in, really homing in on each game as it comes because that's the way a team can work efficiently. And shotstopper Conrad Logan puts his focus on recapturing his fine form between the sticks. Everything's been geared up from the last six weeks for this and I think this season that's with the additions and the way that hopefully things are going then hopefully this can be the season that we we finally get over the line and do what we've all come here to achieve. Want to have your say on your team? Then leave your comment in the live feed now. Are you sitting comfortably? Well, it's time for a new story to begin. What relevance has that got to Mansfield Town FC as we head into a brand new season? Well, there's an old saying, look after the pennies and the pounds will follow. John Dempster has spoken this week about short-term and long-term goals. Nathan knows where I'm going with it, Nathan's cottoned on. Look after the points, game by game, and promotion will soon follow. That is the hope as we look forward to entering a brand new season. 
Can the Stags go one further than they did last season? I'm watching you, Cam. I know I put that one pound, one pence there. I know I've skinned the arts mine. Can the Stags go one further this season and achieve promotion to Skybet League One and avoid the heartache as they did last season? Where else to start the Newport against the side who caused said heartbreak last time around. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, and of course, for you guys to get yourselves involved and get involved in the comments below. Now, alongside me though tonight to talk all things Mansfield Town, to look over lots of things, Mr Nathan Edge, who is rocking the away shirt, and Cam Felton, who has obviously done what I've done this year gone to the club shop grabbed the third shirt and thought he'd give it an earring so we should have really put Nathan in the middle to make it colour symmetrical but it doesn't really matter does it it, it's all good we're we're all wearing stag shirts for the first time as well so I feel like it's a new season tradition it's series three we need to put in a bit of effort up our game yeah we have to yeah alright we'll make it an unwritten rule until we lose a game until we lose a game all change all change all change well, they look, I look forward to doing those stupid things this season where if we lose a game, Cam then sits that side, you sit everything that side, changes. everything changes, the whole wall comes down, everything's out. By the episode 42, you'll see us probably sat on, hanging from the roof or something to run out of different combinations. Sitting on top of the four seasons. No, no let's hope we're still sat here in this exact formation. With these exact shirts. Yeah. Does that mean after, right, okay, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we come to it. <laughs> where do we start other than letting you guys get involved? If you've got something to say about the stakes, then get involved in the comments down below we really want to hear from you tonight Roger says evening and Callum says oh Craig you do spoilers with the poetry well oh god we've got another what 40 someone easily please someone (laughs) easily please but we've also got another god knows how many episodes of this series to go and I feel like I peaked too early can I ask a quick question go on did uh, you get that that opening with a pound and the penny from uh, your Martin Lewis appearance or, or or not? No, no. I thought we weren't mentioning the Martin Lewis. <laughs> I feel like it's too, you know it's right down that that road, but right. it wasn't. It was painful. If you really galvanised, if you really want to know that what the 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 pound and the penny the relevance the pound and the penny has. Head on to our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk, where you'll see my match, my season preview blog, which which explains all in there. Basically, you can save a few pennies here and there, and it soon add up, adds up to pounds and riches. So, you know, you accumulate the points in the short term, and then you gain the promotion in the long term. Because last season, what were we guilty of, Cam? Not collecting enough points in the end, because we took our eye off the short-term goal. John Dempster has spoken a lot about that this week. Not going to talk to you about it though, because you weren't there. Nathan, though, you were there on Monday night at the evening with uh, John Dempster and Lee Glover. First of all, give us an overview of the night and what you made of it. Well, it was great to see a packed room again in the 1861 suite. So, uh, you know, fans turned out to um, sort of have off. It was sort of the first time of, um, you know, being able to sit and listen to uh, John Dempster and Lee Glover. Um, you know, and, and answer questions, and really sort of get an idea of how, how they're sort of preparing and their thoughts ahead of the season. You know, it was a uh, it's great to, to listen to what they both had to say. Um, it was it's quite interesting, more so probably from Lee Glover's, Glover's side to sort of to find out his sort of um, inspiration and his desire to come to Mansfield because you know he had a a good uh, role at Doncaster scouting and, and things like that. So. There had to be something to really, you know, pull him to the club. So it's good, good to hear that, you know, he's not here to just um, sort of fill in a spot or tick anything off his list. You know, he, he wants to come here and he wants to prove something because he's been assistant before and he did well under Grant McCann, but 
now he wants to do it at League 2 level with you know Dempster help him he's not there as a yes man he said that himself uh, he wants to challenge him and work together and hopefully uh, take the club to where they both say it deserves which is up to League 1 now I have watched it back in full on iFollow which is cracking if you've not seen it and get yourself on iFollow to go and watch uh, the two parts of that well worth 90 minutes of your life to watch that but one thing from Ecan which ran through about what Nathan's just mentioned there about League Lover was the fact that he wants to come and almost get his hands dirty he doesn't want to be you know having with clipboards and collecting data and scouting players he wants to come and coach and improve players and take to the next level and with that experience Experience. I think that's a fantastic addition and a great attitude uh, to have. The fact that everyone knows they've got to pull and it's not going to be about looking at data, looking at stats. It is going to be about the work on the training ground. Exactly, and that's the thing. We've got a fantastic team behind the scenes that do look at the stats and, and the analysis from the games, which is obviously then filtered through to the coaching staff, which is then where it needs to be, where they can target certain areas in, in training or in, in pre-season where we've... Uh, maybe needed to switch it up after a certain time because players are getting weak or whatever and just having that experienced head to back John up is is a massive thing it's like fair enough like someone like Richard Cooper is fantastic and he's been here a long time but being able to have a, a strong management team probably wouldn't happen because they've not got the experience neither of them have got the experience at, at full full football level whereas like youth football's great but making that step from the youth division that we play in to playing full time League 2 football is a massive gap and that's the thing isn't it Nathan this year because on Saturday he's going to get his first real management test as the season begins, it would have been so easy for him to come in as manager and just appoint one of his ex-player ex mates as his assistant who again lacked experience but the fact he's gone out of his and openly said as well gone out of his comfort zone to appoint somebody he doesn't really know personally he's not a family friend or anything just somebody he knows through the circuit and through the footballing world that's got to be a positive thing for Mansfield hasn't it yeah he said that a couple of times he said um, sort of uh, League of has been a bit of a I don't know if mentor's the right word but he's been there uh, because they're from the same town so they know, they know each other through that and through their um, you know, journey in, in the football world, but they've never really been classed as sort of mates or anything like that. So it's definitely not an appointment based on that. It's absolutely 100% appointment based on the you know important credentials that are needed to help him complete the job. And you could probably say, if you think back to the last time we appointed a an inexperienced manager, at, uh, you know, in when it comes to the first team level of Adam Murray, you probably would say the one thing that maybe were, you know, let him down was the fact that he didn't have the experience alongside him. That's, I think for me, I don't want to big him up too much, but I think Lee Glover for me could probably be the most important signing that we made this summer. Absolutely. Forget Maynard, forget you know Cook and, and, and everybody else. I, I think having that experience beside, you know, John Dempster who's obviously only done it at, uh, he's done it well, but only done it at, uh, at youth level and academy level. Um, could be absolutely massive and key throughout important stages of the season and probably already to be fair he's probably already had a good input into well influence on getting these signings over the line and that's the thing it's like when, when like yesterday I went to the EFL launch with Quest oh I wonder when oh, you bring it up oh dropped it in dropped it in, dropped it in. Minutes. Like, yeah. see, when, when you <laughs> stood no. around talking with different fans and, and talking to the pundits and people that know the game 
and they're, they're standing up and, and noticing what Mansfield are doing, what Mansfield are playing like, what sort of players they're bringing in. It really speaks about what John and Carolyn have, have put into this season, appointing and helping bring in the right people for our team. And when you get all the teams standing up and actually noticing, it's like, oh, Mansfield could do it this season. And a lot of pre-season reviews have been Mansfield going to do it Maxwell will fi- finally do it this season well as positive as that is that has also been said for the past three pre-seasons it has and, <laughs> and, and, and we've just been made Bucky's favourites again I mean we know what that stands for is absolutely nothing because County were Bucky's favourites last year and well look where they are now so it obviously doesn't mean anything but what that does do is add pressure onto and as you you said in the, in the car with us on the way up here when you were talking about the uh, the London trip Cam you said that the likes of being all the way and things said they, they all keep saying a similar thing they say it looks like Mansell are going to do it finally now that's a word for me like they're all expecting it and I think that's going to ramp up the pressure on John Dempster Lee Glover and, and, the, and the players to 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 uh, produce those results and it, I was listening to the uh, D3-D4 podcast which is a podcast obviously podcast. Um, you know all about division well League 1 and League 2 uh, I was listening to their sort of uh, League 2 review where they predict where teams are going to finish etc throughout the season and uh, they also said exactly the same thing they came to number 1 Mansfield Town and they said looks like they're going to do it finally so a lot of people um, it's not just Believe, you know, not just like, you know, sort of, they're all expecting it to happen. They're just saying it's as if it's we're, we've already done it, and that's for me. As long as that it's like doesn't it's been written in pencil before, but this time we're actually brave enough to write it in pen. I suppose it's a bit like the whole Portsmouth situation when they came down. Cause it's like they're a team that shouldn't have been down here, but they're another team that stuttered when they were down here and just could not get out yeah I don't know how comfortable I am about it that's this is my point yeah. you start that whole people just literally mm. expect it and it's like it's done now the sort of thing it's rest up to the rest of the season I, I'm not comfortable with that because uh, for me we've more been the, the bosses the last few seasons and, and let's just hope this season's a different one absolutely we'll talk a little bit more about managing pressure and short term and long term goals and elaborate on that a little bit more throughout the show but let's go to some of the comments uh, coming in already tonight if you've not left a comment you can feel free to do so drop a comment now and we'll get to it throughout the course of the show uh, Roger says they have to score more goals this season with the updated forward line the service then must be better as well uh, Wayne says hi from West Sussex Paul says hi- hello from Dubai can't wait for the season to start so we're getting all around uh, all around the globe tonight Uh, Paul says uh, sorry uh, Jamie says can't believe Ben Turner has gone to Notts County it must be down to the money obviously they've had a takeover uh, this week and signing players left right and centre all I'll say on that is uh, from a supporter's Perspective. I'm actually glad they've been taken over. I'm glad that the club and admin staff are getting finally getting paid because I've been in that position where you're not getting paid and you should be getting paid. It is horrible. Um, can lead to all sorts. Glad for them. Uh, on that, it must be down to money. It it must well be, but also it's a very it goes back to a comment which Lee Glover made uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, when it gets to this time of the transfer window just around the corner and the season just around the corner, you'll suddenly find that players are very quick to lower their expectations and lower the salary because all of a sudden they're facing the prospect of nine months out of a job. So it could be that to it as well. I personally think it's not necessarily down to the money. I think it's more down to the fact that he's guaranteed first team football. Correct. Where, mm-hmm. with us, we've got. Pierce, Sweeney and Preston who 
um, who are going to be in front of him let's be honest so. absolutely and I think in that as well you're looking at Lewis Gibbons perhaps potentially being ahead of him as well because we know how highly John Dempster rates him absolutely so it's probably I don't know finance might be a, a, you know an influence I don't who knows but I think personally I feel like it's more down to just the first team football aspect absolutely well on that subject we'll go to a comment uh, from Paul Beastle do you think we still need cover for centre half and a cover forward I think we'll start with the forward first for me personally no we don't need a, a centre forward as cover because uh, you look at the, the front three at the minute in terms of Rose, Maynard and Cook and then you look at those starlets from the academy which are pushing through Otis Khan can play up there we saw that on Saturday CJ Hamilton can play up there so there's five then you've got the likes of Jimmy Knowles Tyrese Sinclair and Jordan, Gra- uh, Jordan Graham to uh, come back in, in into the fold as well so I don't think we need one uh, for centre four but what do you think for centre half Cam what do, what do you think like you said we've got we've got players there it's just whether they can make that step up and obviously um, John Dempster thinks highly of like you Lewis Gibbons and hmm. um, Jamie can't remember his surname Jamie Clark no um, big centre back bit of an afro sort of looking Chis- oh yeah, Chisholm. Jamie Chisholm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, and another one that whenever I've seen him play in the youth team, been fantastic. So we've got players that can play there. It's whether they can make that step up, and obviously, uh, bringing in players on professional contracts like your, your Tyrese and Clays, your Jimmy Knowles, and it's like we are look, starting to look towards the future. We are starting to look at at the players that we've got already, but not in the places that you'd probably expect them to be absolutely more comments coming in Roger says I spoke to Lee and John and requested that Mellis and Co get their shooting boots on John said that Lee is on it well if Saturday was anything to go by Mellis certainly has it, had his on what a rocket of a free kick uh, that was uh, Jody says I'm a believer top spot for the Stags uh, keep your comments coming in let's go back to that point about uh, players coming through and utilising that because we looked um, we looked we looked a little bit in the preview blog earlier about managing short-term and long-term expectations and one thing I wrote about was the comparison a little bit with last season where we weren't prepared for the little niggles and the little knocks and we had no plan B as we've been over a million times but what we did last year was when the window was open all of a sudden we, we panicked and we brought in the players who were committed to a long-term Mansfield goal they weren't woven in with, with Stag's way of thinking because once May came for them that was it they were going back to their parent club and a future in a, in a, probably a high division for them loomed as, as well so they weren't fully committed where for me when you've got the likes of Jimmy Knowles Jordan Graham Tyrese Sinclair Tom Fielding just to name but four all coming through the academy and all getting in, in around the first team Alistair Smith another one that is your cover because you have to give them a chance at some time and they have got that committedness to go and make a name for themselves and to play for Mansfield Town in all fairness I think credit to the players that came in on loan last season I think the only one that I was particularly disappointed in that didn't seem bothered was George Grant just that she seemed that everyone else Nicky Jose uh, oh and Nicky Jose yeah Gaffin <laughs> um, Jones no I don't you could see it from day one that players like you, t- Timmy Alshnicks, your, um, your Ryan Sweeney, uh, your Tyler Walkers, th- they were committed and, mm. and when Gethin came in, fair enough, it was a bit inconsistent but he still put a shift in and he was still 
um, still one of the lads whereas you've got someone like George Grant that really was playing on the ne- name on the back and you could tell that and it, it didn't It great he scored a few goals and he was a great addition but how much he actually did for the team absolutely it, what, it, it was questionable so this season obviously we've not got a single loan player now have we no not one loan player which is quite a comparison. Do you think that that's maybe th- hinting towards if we do have issues, we'll be looking towards the youth? I, I think so. I, I think we're going to see the youth anyway. Yeah. And I, and I personally feel we're going I'm to see it. a difference in the youth players this year because we saw saw them last year, which was great, and we you know you could see potential, but maybe you probably think question whether they were quite ready. And I don't just mean ability wise; I mean psychologically. But the difference is. They're going to be coming into the first team now, but they've got the the manager has they've been on that journey with the same person, so they're going to automatically have that a little bit of comfort there. Which that, to me, that is going to make a massive difference to the likes of Lewis Gibbons and and and, and so on, who have you know to settle in that squad. Because that's but as a young player, I think that's got to be the hardest thing of going into the first team is just feeling settled and comfortable mm. and and a bit of self belief. But if you've got the man there who's been with you for the last four or five years, um, that is going to play a massive part. Now, the question is then, is their ability up to the scratch? And obviously we don't know that. John Dempsey, we should have a good idea of that and we'll probably see that throughout the season. Uh, so sort of going back to the whole question earlier, I think forwards, we're, we're, we're good and I think we can certainly rely on those other youth players to step up. I'm still a bit concerned about the defence. I'd probably, I would say, bring in one more central defender just to cover but I would still love to see those youth players coming because I certainly think they're going to be very different this year. So I think they'll absolutely get a chance. You look, sorry, Cam, you look at what Alistair Smith's done in pre-season, the minutes he's had, early doors pre-season, obviously, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more, but he got injured. Noah Stokes looks really solid at centre-half. Lewis Gibbons has, has looked more confident. And I think it does boil down to that progression. When you're playing under managers and coaches that you know and and trust and who know and trust you that is a massive thing and I never said this at the time because I think if I had I'd have got shot down in flames but when Jimmy Knowles scored the four goals in the reserves and then got drafted into the first team for extra extra away that wasn't a congratulations we're going to look at bleeding you through the first team that was a well he scored four goals fans always love seeing a youth team player come in so we'll chuck him we'll chuck him in just to tick a box and please fans. If we had any intention of, of blooding him, we would have blooded him in those games last year. And I think you need that balance. John Dempster won't just give them game time for the sake of giving them game time because he knows them. He will give them game time because they've earned it, but they'll earn it in the right way. John, Stem- John Dempster probably also knows he can't afford to just give them game time for the sake of it because at the end of the day, he's been given this opportunity and he knows what the... Uh, Objectives are from the, from the chairman. He knows what the fans' expectations are. He knows what the rest of the league's expectations are. We we need to be up there. So he's not going to throw them youth team players in there unless he knows they can do the job for him. Because he for, for for the club's sake and for the for the individual player's sake, he would not put all those years into developing them to throw them in there when they're not ready and for them to then go backwards. He just wouldn't do it. So I think that is going to be key in building that bridge between the youth team and the, and the, and the first team. I was you think many, many years ago when we actually had a decent academy, you got like your Liam Lawrence and everything going through, and we, they were great players. And then obviously the, the youth team just disappeared all, almost. And 
and when you did get them the, the ones and the twos that, that did make it through your Conor bottoms and that disappeared because he was thrown in too early and didn't didn't cut it fair enough that was conference but couldn't cut it because he'd not had that time to develop that was in the league with Liam Marsden and Jack, Jack Thomas, Thomas yeah. uh, Adam Soms another one absolutely brilliant what they're doing after and they've made it a life for themselves either through football or outside of football but they were players that had so much ability and potential but didn't have that development because the gap was so big whereas now the players that we've got in the youth 90% of them you will probably see in a Mansfield set either this season or in a few seasons time absolutely and it does stem back to that having this having that coach and having that that relationship and that progression over a longer period of time football nowadays is such a harsh quick game in terms of a manager's not doing well he's gone it's such a harsh game there's no time for development but the Radfords seem to have not necessarily planned it but they've allowed that development from academy built it up to this to get it to this point and if you go back to your likes of your Liam Lawrence's your Craig Disley's your Bobby Hassels there's one man in common with those and that's Stuart Watkiss coached them in the youth set up and then got the opportunity to bleed them through and eventually did and obviously we all know what happened so that progression is as vital as as it is for those players you know coming through which is which is great uh, let's have a look at some more of the comments uh, coming in uh, tonight um, Gary says uh, Flickcross January transfer dealings did not help his cause attitude ability whatever the reason they were not the right people for MTFC uh, Roger says young Alistair Smith looks like he can play in the first team hope he gets a chance uh, Gary says the surprise for me was the centre half signing for County when offered a place here we've covered that one uh, Martin Eastwood says hi from Hong Kong keep <laughs> up the great content lads we are really are getting around the world tonight uh, looking forward to the new season who do you reckon looks the most exciting prospect based on pre-season Otis Khan for me Nathan I'll start with you I would absolutely agree with that one Otis Khan is the one that um can I say caught my eye? Whatever. Um, <laughs> you're the one that's impressed me during that. Uh, off of watching. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> caught my blind eye. Um, no, I just think he's, he's looking hungry. Episode two, we've started. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking fit, and he's uh, and, and his set pieces for me look um, look very very sort of dangerous. So the uh, goal he scored as well against Rangers just typified that position. Can play on the left wing. Can play as a centre forward. Can play in that number ten role. He looks, he looks lively doesn't he? I hope he gets a chance I hope yeah, he gets I mean, a shirt. We, we invested in him didn't we and when we bought him he was uh, he was a big signing let's be honest you know he was uh, massive at, um, at Yeovil uh, you know their best player we managed to get him uh, over the line and come to Stags and it just didn't happen for him in the first season but this is you know it, to <clears> me it genuinely feels like whatever's happened over the last, last season it feels like a line's been drawn and every player's been given an opportunity and and um, and a chance to just go out and and show you know the new uh, management team what they're capable of. Because we've, we've seen other players that we've just forgotten of. You know, Omari so, Sterling, Sterling James as well. So you know those players we thought would probably be be gone, but they're not. They're here and they're impressing. So I'm looking forward to it. You can't pick Otis Khan, can? Don't worry, it's the same for me. I can't pick whoever you pick, and I can't pick Otis Khan. You've got to pick another. Danny Rose okay because I wouldn't pick him <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it is it just seems different it's like we've gone back a year 
and we've got the Daniel Rose from when Fat Man was in charge. Big Steve. Steve. Got eight. No. <laughs> no. Just no. But it, it, it seems that player, it, that complete forward, that confident Danny that we had before, and you could probably say last season was very much. Obviously, it wasn't great pre season. We didn't have oh, a pre season. Uh, yeah, didn't, well, didn't, didn't. Injured. Yeah. And obviously, that affected him mentally, and then obviously, then didn't play again in, for a while. And it wasn't the easiest season because obviously Tyler was bagging him in left, right, and centre. And how how can you disrupt a, a playing style if you've not done it all season or all pre-season? And then when it came to the crunch time where Danny needs to get in, he gets absolutely snapped at Newport, and it was just an unlucky season. But he just seems so different. And let's hope that he is back to being the best player we know he can be because I think that could, really could be the difference well, most importantly he's got the goal so let's hope he's got a monkey off his back now and yeah. uh, he takes that into the lead absolutely well the funny thing you mentioned there about about that is again it, it boils back to last season and where things perhaps didn't weigh up when you're looking so far ahead if you focus now you can see over there the stags thing on the wall because I'm no. not bothered taking it down you focus on that for, for, for so long just keep looking at it you're not going to see what's going on down here in front of you are you nah. you're not going to see me you know flicking you the V's and, and doing daft stuff to you underneath because you're focusing so long on something which is that is far it? ahead it's an analogy it's an analogy <laughs> bear with it and I think that's what Mansfield were guilty of last season because they were looking so far at promotion and trying to get over the line that they weren't seeing the smaller issues like needing to change system because it clearly wasn't working because we had players injured needing to manage situations like Danny Rose who clearly mentally wasn't wasn't in a good place and wasn't right and wasn't working in that system not seeing games out because there's so much pressure and if you keep looking so far and it's it keeps getting further and further and further away that weight of expectation is so much it's like you're on a bungee spring and you're going to be pulled back at some point and go flying and that situation needs managing and I think that's a lot of the things which uh, John Dempster and Lee Glover spoke about on, on Monday in terms of we're going to focus on the short term because like I said with the penny and the pound you focus on what's in front of you you collect one by one and slowly you will get to where you want to be you can't keep looking too far ahead otherwise you will fall down I know it's a bit of a football cliche but you've got to take every game as it comes it's game by game it's like fair enough you've got to be looking like maybe a week ahead thinking right they look a bit tired let's bring them off save them building the midweek we'll go again that's fine but we were literally thinking right we brought this player this player this player this player come May we'll be up didn't work absolutely because we looked too far ahead we didn't look at what was in front of us uh, more answers coming in uh, Mike's been in touch to give his answer I'll give mine in a second he says Maynard all the way what a signing typical answer with who has stood out but he will make the difference this season that's certainly hope so my answer to that yours was you agreed with Otis Carnaf you said Danny Rose I'm going to go for uh, somebody a little bit different I'm going to go for somebody who's not had a lot of Minutes, but I'm going to go for when he has played young Alistair Smith because he's come into that midfield role. He sat a little bit deeper, but he's managed to play box to box. He's not looked this. He's not looked out of 
out of comfort he's not looked out of place he's always got that level head about him he's always gone and pushed on and helped create and I think again given time to develop and given the opportunity to come in he will come in I think we'll see when we need a change in midfield I think we'll see him come on and we'll see him gradually build in I'll say I can't remember if it was John Dempster or Lee Glover on about uh, Smith on about oh it, it, when he came to us he'd been released from from wherever because he weren't he was too small. He's nearly six foot exactly, and you know what if if it turns out he's the, one of the best players we've had all season then great because it's their loss because you can't just judge a player from the, from the what you see right in front of them you've got to judge them like these are a real prospect they've got these strong points but these weak points so we'll work on the weak points <laughs> and we'll, we'll get them there and it's like your bigger teams just seem to like give up on players that seem lost and haven't got it a couple more talking points uh, before we hear from uh, John Dempster for the first time tonight. We'll also hear from Conrad Logan as well before the show's out. Uh, and this one comes from Jamie. He says, if there was one lone player you could bring in, who would it be? I'm all, However, I'm all for giving youth a chance. Messi. <laughs> you want to bring him? Realistically. <laughs> realistically. <laughs> if you were looking. So, having picking a name or are we just going for a position or what? Uh, right? If you've got a name, then give a name. But if you've not, just give a position. Um, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I'd, I'd still want a bit of cover for the for the defence. So, centre back, where they can cover either, either other side, then it's a bonus. But I mean, I don't know if it is a low place. I don't know if he's signed for anybody. I know somebody who was a free agent. I don't know how what he's like at the moment, fitness wise. But at least John Baptiste, I'd be. Until Luton. I know he was out of contract uh, this summer. So you know, I mean, he would be. For me, just I'm just talking about the, the position more than anything, but, yeah. uh, and just plucking a name out of the, out of the air that I think you know was, would be realistic to sign or, or loan. Uh, but somebody like that to could just cover that area. I just think that's the only thing for me where you, it's the most common area where you're going to get suspensions with accumulation yeah. of yellow cards and red cards. Get one long-term injury to one of them three centre-backs, and I know we've got White that can come in there or and Ben in the slot in there every now and then. And one or two could could do the job, but we spoke about a lot last season about how we've had to put players not in their favourite position for them to just do a job, and I don't think that that's I don't think that's a good situation to be in. So I'd rather have somebody that can, uh, you know, that's their, their first position and, and and can deal with that just in case anything happens. Because really, if we're playing three at the back, we haven't really. I know we've got the youth team, etc., but. We haven't really got first team cover. Well, it's, it, that's a, a good point to, to go on to the Rangers game with, actually, because again, we, it, it looks like we're going to start the season in the traditional three four one two. Now, with that, keeping that same back three after tinkering a little bit in pre season, but after about an hour or so, Matt Preston pulled up with a, a bit of an injury, a bit of a, a cut, more of a precaution. He's actually he's fine. He'll be be no doubt in for the Newport clash. But last season, with a, at that point tried to move somebody across to right side centre half and stuck with that system and moved bodies around for keeping the shape. Dempster went four four two. It was two two at that point and then we go and score two yeah. really good counter attacking goals within the space of two minutes, win the game four two and look really comfortable in four four two. So I don't think it's that much of an issue. Yes we need a covering body in there, but the fact that 
we're not going to just rest on laurels and go this is what we're doing every week we're playing three four three at the back now we're going to change it when we need to change it because it's those little fractions and those little factors which will be the difference between conceding a late goal seeing the game out and potentially the difference between a point and three points and how many times as we look back over last season did we have those games where one point would have been enough to put us in League One. Especially One in the early, point. Early, 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 start, early areas of the season, we did that so many times, didn't we? Absolutely, and that's that is what's killed us. Uh, last bit of talking point before we hear from uh, John Dempster. Obviously, this time last week, uh, we were looking at potential cover down the right hand side. We finished, and then straight away, almost like they planned it. Breaking news: Stag signed right-sided player Callum Gordon from Derby. Nathan, what do you make of that signing? For me, top class addition. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the area that we needed to strengthen, especially at the moment. Uh, you know, if you were looking at the squad, you'd look at that and just think, obviously, with the situation with White, back from a massive injury, and he's obviously had a bit of a setback with the uh, hamstring is it, is it injury, I think, or yeah. something like that anyway, it was, or muscular anyway. Um, hopefully it's not about too long, but it's inevitable. Something can also can happen throughout the season, so it's certainly set us, uh, an area that we need to strengthen, and uh, we've done it very very well you know he had a really good spell at uh, Lincoln last season I believe he scored against he did, in the 1-1 yeah. draw as well uh, Lincoln fans said he looked very um, well he changed games when he came on so um, you know he's, he's not just there to to make up the numbers he's, he's an influential player so he's obviously going to be a great addition to the, to the team Absolutely and we've got a player there who not only can play right back can play right wing back but also attacking right midfield it's that adaptability and that versatility which and he's young so and he's young yeah, yeah. again it's, it's one of those that could be very good business for the club in the long term as well Absolutely well time now for us to stop rabbiting in here from the manager John Dempster he's been speaking this week he's been looking at uh, a few different things First and foremost, though, let's get his thoughts on meeting the Stags faithful. Of course, he had that uh, evening with John Dempster and Lee Glover on Monday. Let's get his thoughts on uh, on fan support as he reflects on that. The supporters were very positive, excited, um, and it was a great kind of reception they gave us on you know first getting to the 1861. But also at the end, um, speaking to a lot of the supporters individually, they were wishing us well and um, wishing the players well. It was a long day yesterday. You know, we, we started early in the morning and finished late at night, but it was a, a real joy to be part of it. I can't speak highly enough of them. Um, they've been supportive of me over the last seven years. Never mind the last couple of months um, I spoke to them and, and about wanting to repay the football club and them I think they deserve success um, the players and I sat down yesterday morning and spoke about focusing in on what we want to achieve this season um, short term, medium term, long term so I'm hoping that um, we take that into this Saturday against Newport. We know it's going to be a massive challenge against um, Flinney's side. They had an outstanding season last season. But, you know, they'll have a few fresh faces. We've got a few fresh faces. We've got some new ideas, and I'm sure they have. Uh, and we can't wait to lock horns. Stags manager John Dempster there speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week, reflecting on that uh, evening with John Dempster and Lee Glover, and also looking ahead a little bit to the uh, Newport game. How important do you think it is, Nathan, at this point that 
we've actually got a manager who the fans not only know but admire as a player, as a captain, as an academy coach, as a coach and now as a manager rather than um, Flickcroft going and a new name who we've not heard of or we've heard of from the circuit but not associated with the club coming in. How important is it that we import that we've sort of promoted from within to take that forward and carry on this massive pot of pressure? Um, I mean, in the initial stages, I mean, there were a lot of question marks over... Well, I think the only question marks on, on John Dempster at the moment is just obviously the, we don't know what it's going to be like stepping up to the manager in a first team, you know, well, yeah, manager in a first team. So, But that would be the same, really, with any, any manager, even if they're... You know, absolutely experienced in the in the league, there's still there's still question marks of how they're going to do at Mansfield Town. So whatever, there's never going to be 100 percent sort of support to a manager. But I think what we have got as a bonus is that it's like he's one, well, he's one of our own sort of thing. You know, you, you trust, you can trust that he's here for the right re- reasons. His 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 heart's going to be in the job. Um, you know, and the decisions he makes is going to be a decision that's going to benefit the the football club uh you know short term and hopefully and, and long term so i feel like he's certainly got our trust uh fans are going to back him because in some ways he's still got nothing to lose and i i don't know it's it's a positive sort of feeling around the club at the moment but but saying that we all know what football fans can be like and if the first 10 games don't go too well things can change because the first thing that's probably going to come back and bite him and, and the chairman is just saying he's not experienced enough so it depends on how patient fans are going to be and I hope they're going to be very patient because I always say I want stability with a football club um, so I'm prepared to give them time and let's just hope that everyone else is and let's hope it stays in a positive manner he spoke about it um, at the, uh, the evening where and he just said about the positive, positiveness within the stands on a match day because that's going to help the players um, and, and the team sort of push forward on, on a match so I just hope that echoes and continues to echo throughout the season people can do that when things go tough what um, uh, what phases me not necessarily phases me but what surprises me Cam is the fact that there's no real hangover from last season as much I'm going, but you won't remember this. I don't even think you were born. When were you born? What year were you born? 99. 99. You would have been born. You won't. You'd only be a toddler. Uh, Nathan, remember it. When we got to the playoffs under Keith Curl, 03-04, lost in the playoff final. There was a massive hangover because we lost a few key players here and there. Obviously, moved on for free, and there was a little bit of disrest in terms of the board and, and that sort of thing. But there was a massive hangover, which then went into the next season and really had a negative effect. And in a similar fashion, I think there's not there's not been a hangover this time around because it almost seems like we've accepted what's happened and straight away moved on for it because of the additions and, and the way in which the business has been handled. I think had we not done that business with the signings of Cook, Maynard, the experienced players like Donahue, etc., 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 it may have been a different feeling. What's your thoughts? Oh, definitely. I think um, speaking to all the fans, where we've got players from, like Udonahue's, it's like I'm talking to a Portsmouth fan, and he he was. Was this a good quest launch? It was, yes, it was <laughs> at uh, at the Valley at Charlton, fantastic stadium. Um, but 
it, it, when players are leaving clubs but the fans still highly rate them it's, it just speaks wonders to what, what vision Glover and Dempster have sold to them and what's actually going on behind the scenes because obviously like, someone like Donahue coming from Portsmouth a very very ambitious club wanting to get back to the big time a fantastic fan, fan base as a player that's uh, that's welcomed and, and wanted there, why would you leave unless you're being offered something that's really attractive? Absolutely. It, it says a lot about what we're building. I, mean, I think that's a positive for me, Nath, the fact that it almost does feel like a, a, a fresh start. I think yeah. maybe if Flickcroft had been in charge and we'd have made these signers, they, they might have been the excitement because of the, the names that we brought in, but maybe they would have been a hangover a little bit. It's hard, it's hard to know, isn't it? But for me, I think there's three key things that we've done right this season, well, this sort of pre-season. One, you know, or whatever your beliefs are on the Flitcroft sacking, whether you think it was right or wrong, forget that now. The most important thing is it was going to happen. For me, the most important thing, the fact that it happened, it was when it happened. So he, he did it, Early. it was done as soon as the season was yeah. done. Um, you know, and it gave time for Dempster to come in appoint his assistant manager and for things to settle down and, um, and and he could start implementing his ideas he had a bit of breathing space to really get his ideas together so that was the first key thing that the club have done the second thing for me is keeping pretty much all our players that for me is massive because if we had wholesale changes it would have been like starting all over again and I feel like there would have been a lot more uncertainty about what was coming in or well, what was going to happen this season it would have been very difficult to to gauge where we're going to go but at least now we know what the squad is capable of and then three obviously is what we just mentioned there is bringing in the sort of calibre of players that we have we haven't added quantity but we've had certainly added quality so they are three key things we've made minor just well you could say manager changes big adjustments but the way it's been done it's like we've done it we've sort of steadied the ship a little bit rather than making absolute a massive U-turn and and really shaking things up we've done it the best way we possibly can so that can only help us going into this season absolutely well let's get the thoughts of someone who was inside the dressing room last season and has been inside the dressing room for a couple of seasons now the man who sees it all from his position the stags number one Conrad Logan let's get his thoughts on pre-season so far he was speaking to iFollow Stags personally yeah it's been it's been a good pre-season um, and as a team I think you know we've we've um, really come on from the first day um, we've obviously got a new manager in you know we're all buying into the way that he wants to play and his thoughts on that and I think uh, we've got better as as pre-season has progressed I think just taking on board everything that the manager wants um, you know is it, it's maybe some slight different things to what we've done before we've got new players in it's like anything which just takes that little bit of time to gel and you know I, I think we're starting to see that now listen you, you want to win any game um, that's that's what you want to do when you're a footballer you want to win any game but I think a lot of pre-season I would I wouldn't read too much into it either way um, I've been at clubs where I've, I've won every game in pre-season and it's not been the best season and I've also been at clubs where you haven't done so well and you've ended up having a good season I think a lot of it it's about getting time into legs. The manager will be playing, you know, 45, 60 minutes here, 90 minutes there. Teams are chopping and changing. Um, so, listen, I, th I think, to be honest, you take it with, with a pinch of salt. You use it what it is. It's an exercise to get fitness and get some tactical uh, information onto players. Um, and I think it's, it's a completely different kettle of fish on Saturday. 
Conrad Logan speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. You can watch that in full by heading over to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Nathan, you picked up on yeah. something there, didn't you? Yeah. I can't not, not mention it. It's an absolute answer to the question that we had uh, a long time ago about do we need cover at centre-back? <laughs> no, we don't, because Conrad said there the manager will be playing 40 minutes here, 55, 60 minutes there. John Dempster, player manager, it's happening. He's, he, he's just been revealed right there. Obviously not, but that's why it's happening. Talk about like. taking things out of context. It did, to be fair. <laughs> Do you know what? I would absolutely love it. And, at, to be fair, at the uh, evening with Diddy or Diddy not say, oh, I miss being a player. He did, he did. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, who knows? It should, it should, to be fair, that should have happened in pre-season. We've missed... Uh, an opportunity there or Dempster has anyway I'd have, I'd have loved to have seen Dempster just for even for 10 we, minutes I mean let's be honest right Maguire plays for the under 23s every, whenever we need a, a spare man so why not I mean that was be, be great. absolutely uh, raised the bar of that average ace to be fair no offence Jamie if you're watching but uh, yeah why not throw him in there so, let's uh, see what he's still made of yeah, absolutely imagine <laughs> that so, get him back at centre half that'd be class <laughs> I don't think Pierce would be very happy though because I'm sure Debs would try and get the captain's armband as well probably he was a very good leader I don't think he's going to have the legs for it either to be honest probably not but it'd still be funny to still be funny to see let's talk Welcome. that's it come on Debs get game. your shirt on him and Lewis Gibbons centre half partnership stuff of dreams uh, let's talk Conrad Hogan a little bit uh, Cam obviously uh, the stakes number one Bobby Olesnik still out injured probably another month or so away from uh, getting some uh, game minutes in friendlies, etc., etc., etc. Understudy in Aidan Stone, but Logan has done extremely well so far for me. Had a fantastic end uh, to last season. He seems to have started started off pretty well as well. I think it, it's you, we talk a lot about the back three of Preston, Pearce, and Sweeney, but you have to look at the man behind him as well. Yeah, exactly. And fair enough, Conrad. Not the most agile player, but he's huge. And if not, not trying to offend him, but he fills a lot of the goal. So when you're a striker, it can be quite off-putting, and it, it just closing—not always the quickest closing down, but trying trying to get a shot off, and you've got a, a like a bear. It might as well be a bear, polar bear. Oh, Mister Incredible! Cause he does look like Mister Incredible. Yeah, it's only because it's it's you're scared of him and you want to make him nice. You've seen him. <laughs> anyway, moving but on. The point is, it's intimidating, and it uses that well when when playing. And fair enough, it was co- sometimes it was costly. You know, like your Lincoln game last season, coming out for the ball, just being a bit brash. Yeah, a bit brutal, and just absolutely flattening him. And 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 same again for the the Newport game. Something. Uh, it, a rash decision that cost us again but people make mistakes and other than that he he was pretty consistent when he came in last season fair enough we've got Jordan Smith as a a challenge and and you've got another young lad in Aidan Stone now challenging him as well absolutely good good goalkeeping pedigree from uh, Aidan Stone as well what's important for me as well is the fact that he brought uh, Pledger back in I know obviously he, he left along with couple of other staff members when uh, Flickcroft and, and Futcher departed but he's brought him back in that relationship is key because there's nothing worse it's similar it's to the youth situation with working with a coach there's nothing worse than having to work with somebody else who's with new methods and I think Pledger is a big part of that goalkeeping department he's really developed to Lesnik he's re- and he'll really develop 
Stone as well and be the support so for them in the season I suppose the difference between a normal coach and a, a goalkeeper coach is you're a specialist you're not you don't have to focus on anyone else you've got maybe two or three lads to look after and that's all you've got to look after so you can be a bit more a bit more detail to what you're actually doing and it, and it does benefit because we've had some fantastic goalkeepers recently obviously Elesnik and Logan and now Stone as well Absolutely. Callum says, I think Logan started the season as he finished last season. He gets a lot of stick, which I don't really understand. He might be a bit bigger. It just means gravity brings him down faster to them bottom corners. <laughs> Absolutely. He's made some Fair cracking off. saves uh, uh, as well. It was good, good to see him. It, what's interesting for me during pre-season is crowds are less. The crowds are a bit sparse. So you can actually hear sometimes what's going off on the pitch and the games Logan's played he's been very loud very commanding I think that's good from a goalkeeper's point of view because you're almost directing the traffic you're marshalling the thing and I've seen goalkeepers who are very quiet and defenders who are very quiet and I don't think that helps when you can see the entirety of the game that is a good thing for me and that is why I've always been called mad for saying this but that is why I'm actually a big fan of goalkeepers as captains because they see they're the only player on the pitch who sees the entirety of the game because of where, where they are and having that experience in that side and you look at that spine of the side having that experience between the sticks is great and if he can continue his, his form then uh, let, let's, uh, no, let's I, can, can. I can only ever think of one team that's got a goalkeeper captain and I think that's Spurs I can't think of He's any, only saying it any he, other team a goalkeeper himself it's like goalkeeper's union isn't it but <laughs> maybe co-captain he, he I thought he was a goalkeeper mean. well yeah you tried to class himself as one but uh, goalkeepers as captains it's going to be a long series not for me <laughs> <laughs> not for me co-captain possibly Kevin Pilkington Alan Marriott say no more moving on <laughs> keep your comments uh, coming in really want to hear from you guys uh, tonight as well let's look a little bit at uh, the long term versus short term for a second again um, for me what what do you think John Dempsey will put in the impact on for the first month of the season, Nate? Because it is brand new season, new start, new canvas, and all of, all of that stuff. But what do you think his aim has to be to hit the ground running? I think it's sort of stating the obvious, but <laughs> to win some games. Well, actually, no. Based on what he was saying in the um, in the uh, evening with the other night and I can't remember if it was him actually or Lee Glover but it was one of them and they were saying it's not actually always, always about the result it's actually about good performances because he was saying if you carry on putting consistently good performances in you're going to get results so actually some managers say it's all about the results and all about getting the points and say which it is you know you do need to get the results because that's what gets you the points but sometimes you know, yeah, and you have to be able to win when you're not playing well. But if you can get your team consistently performing well, then results are going to come. So, I think he's going to want good performances from the from the team. Uh, but most, imp- I, th- I think that's the most important thing. I think we need the supporters, or he he needs the supporters to see that this Mansfield Town is going to be is a good side, putting good performances and show that we are going to be capable of of uh, being up there this season. Just to sort of settle those few question marks of whether he's ready I think that's what we need just to get us off to a good start how would you start the season at Newport Cam because there'd be a lot of fans 
uh, who were obviously looking at it thinking yeah it'd be great to get a little bit of revenge and no doubt in some of the players heads as well there'd be some a little bit of that the likes of the, you know your piercers etc who suffered the heartbreak at the end of, of last season how do you approach that game approach it as if it was just any other game it was ever, uh, fair enough it's going to hurt but it was last season and last season's completely different to this season and you think obviously there's like 90% of the squad is still the same and will be the same week in week out but we've had the quality additions where we needed to strengthen and you've just got to judge the season as a as a completely clean slate I want to disagree go for it I love an argument I don't want to start it as a, as, as a treat as any other game I think this is I think personally this is the best game we can have for the start of the season first of all it, and probably even so we being away as well because the fact that what happened last last at the end of last season we can absolutely use that as fuel and the fact that probably 95% of the squad um, on uh, on Saturday it's going to be the, would have been involved in that playoff semi-final they can all use that as fuel so what more could you want to push you to go out there and want to get a get a win on that first get, first game of the season if they do that go out there and win there you then going to bounce going into um, more more home isn't it after that more yeah, twice yeah. Twice, yeah, yeah so I mean that's what I mean use it as, just, you, it's there you know you've got that fresh in your mind use it to your advantage fuel it you to go out there and really take it to them and um, let's get it off to a, to a win and then bounce into the next game oh, so what an opportunity the point more I'm trying to make is that we can't just be like oh it's one game we've got to go out and hammer them we've got to have that that level of effort and commitment and and, and passion every game it's not just one yeah, game you, you need it for every game exactly yeah. that's more the point I was making it, it's just another game we can't just treat it as like oh this is revenge let's go and absolutely hammer them which would be good yeah but, but, what, what, but what I'm saying is got when, when the games like this come around when you've got an opportunity for, an, for another incentive it's like when we talk about rival games like we haven't got any this year really have we but when you come up against like Chessfield and Notts Counties and and, and Lincoln's etc we always sit here and say I'm pretty sure you, you say it as well that we don't want to just treat it as another game because you've got an opportunity here to have another incentive which really lifts you and get you going for it so when these games come around I think you've got to use that to your advantage use it make it fuel what, you, you know, what you're going out there for and then obviously you still want the same commitment in the other games but I'm just saying when the opportunity comes to have an extra bit of fire to the to the flame then uh, then use it Absolutely. you've got fuel there throw it on absolutely said by a firefighter uh, let's hear well, from I think you have to throw water on it to be honest it's not a good firefighter is it more, by, more, more like said by an arsonist but anyway Karen. <laughs> well, there you go whilst we uh, question Nathan's mental state and these two have a punch up let's hear from the Stags manager again John Dempster let's hear what his aims and ambitions are uh, for this season uh, let's get his season's aims and let's find out from the man himself, the man himself, what those aims actually are. I can. To get to the next level um, and win as many football matches as we can. It sounds obvious, but that's the, that's the clear goal, uh, the long-term goal. We'll be focusing in, really homing in on each game as it comes, um, because that's the way a team can work efficiently. It's been a good pre-season, but I think you're always looking forward to that first day. Um, when the fixtures were announced, it was 
um, a bit of a surprise to see Newport pop up again because we've got a history with them since we since the conference days really and get back into the football league we've had some good ding-dongs with them and I'm sure Saturday will be no different but the, the, the players are excited and looking forward to it we'll be really encouraging the players to, to focus on the short term I think if you take your eye off um, that then that's when you get issues so one of the beauties of a player is working Monday to Sunday and concentrating on that game on a Saturday and preparing all week um, so we'll certainly be emphasising that to the players this week and, and going forward Stags manager John Dempster speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week you can watch that in full at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow where you can also watch back that fantastic uh, evening with John Dempster and Lee Glover in conjunction with the Stag Supporters Association well attended it went down really well didn't it Nathan that night yeah. it certainly did did you get to ask a question I can't remember I watched the video back no then. I was very tempted though to be fair I what would you have asked I was going to ask just a bit tongue in cheek right? I was going to ask who was responsible for that Nicky Maynard video uh, but I bottled it Typical stags man. <laughs> You've learned from the best. I would have been interested to, to to know about whether having that three four years in the academy has set him up into a better position. You should have turned up and asked that. Yeah, no, I had other things. I watched me. Yeah, would have been a better thing, like a him in better stead than going in the deep end because we've seen fans favourites and ex-players thrown into managers roles in the past and given the opportunity and for it to backfire because they've no no experience I'm thinking specifically here of like Adam Murray's etc has that ground in the academy helped him and and how beneficial will that be uh, for the club maybe one day we'll get to ask those questions and ask him I'd love to have, would love to have heard a little bit more about his playing days as well but I'm glad they've avoided that because it means we can steal him for a, a, a le- an episode of Stag Stories Legends Live at some point <laughs> wouldn't be that I can't believe that's a year, over a year ago now as well let's, let's hope we can do that as a promotion party special he said it now, he said it. The idea's in my head. He's, he said it, it's great. Let's look ahead then to uh, Newport uh, on Saturday. Prediction time. What are you going to go with? How are Mansfield Town going to start the season? We're going to go three at the back, or do you think he'll go with the 4 4 2? What's going to happen? I'd go three at the back, just for the start, see how it goes, and then obviously we've got the, the fre- flexibility to change the style I suppose the one massive positive is that we're playing Newport first game of the season and then notorious pitch won't be an issue for the rest of the season <laughs> but it still is <laughs> someone will pick a fault with it at some point rugby's not started so it should be fine but I mean, it's best we're going to have it at the best play, best time possible aren't we really the pitch yeah exactly absolutely and, and we should hopefully be able to play some decent football on it, it, it I suppose every season it looks a good pitch at the start but by the time you've had week in, week out, football, rugby, football, rugby, until May, it's not great. And we played them probably at one of the worst times with some of the worst weather. Yeah, don't remind um, me of bad weather in Newport. I'm still not <laughs> over that. Car's gone now, mate. Don't oh, worry no. about it. two cars ago now as well. It was. It um, really is. A, a new like a new series, isn't it? A new, yeah. new season. This is all new like, set, is different. new shirts, it's new manager. Happening. It's just, it's just new, new car, new, <laughs> new, 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 new port. Do you get that? That's terrible. I'd, I'd be terrible. Nathan, your prediction? As in formation? Uh, anything? Go for whatever you want to predict. Um, I'm going to say he's going to go free. Stick to the, the free at the back as well. 
Um, and I, I, I think it's probably he did say again at the evening with that he wants to have a, a fluidity in how he can uh, change his formations like during games it's, I think it was Lee Glover saying it, cause it was something that Grant McCann did, did a lot um, and I think that's what we will be doing but I don't think that's going to happen just yet so I think for now whilst the, we, we're pretty much sort of almost got all our players to choose from so we're going to be fully sort of set up for that back three our, our usual formation so I think we're going with that Last couple of points to pick up on from uh, the evening with. The big one for me was something which was a uh, regular feature last year, and that's no overnight, the overnight stays. Uh, basically saying that there'll be overnight stays when they need to be overnight stays, a la Newport, Carlisle, Exeter, etc. But they won't be needless overnight stays like Northampton and Oldham and uh, places like Salford, etc., etc., etc. I could understand the Oldham one just because it was an early kickoff, but. Yeah, I mean, we travelled on the day we got there, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that journey was quite nice with the bus that we went on to Oldham. If you if you look at the amount of money though, which was spent on that area, again, you can't. Don't want to sit here and say what if, but if you accumulate that pot of money, could that have been put into a into another area which might have got us over the line? Well, do you sacrifice a night in uh, in a hotel bed? for an extra player do you know what I mean you've also got the whole aspect of the training ground being read as well we're not, we don't yeah. have to have a have a several days in at St George's Park and, and things like that which are from my blind England days I know how expensive that is as well it's for a squad of about um, trying to get the numbers right say 25 go on. It, what go on, I'm going to go with 25 but go on go for 10 well, that's what I'm just talking about the blind squad. Oh, okay. For example, I'm just this is just an example. With ten players with the blind squad, we had it was about twenty five grand for about three nights. So when you started, when you multiply it, probably by obviously two because you've got the double size squad. Really, uh, it's going to be quite expensive, and that's using the blind pitch. So using their their full facilities of first team football, it's not going to be a cheap thing to do. So um, you know, all sorts of things like that. You know, it's. We don't, we don't need to save a massive money, but if you can use that money in different areas, i.e. wages on a striker like Nicky Maynard, then I'd, I'd, I think that's more important, really. I think the only time that you could really justify going to places was maybe like the last game for MK Dons. Obviously, Flipcroft said, oh, it's so we can get used to the to the environment, having a decent pitch, help. having a very big pitch. <laughs> Oh uh, no! Uh, <laughs> I think I think in all fairness, we were never going to get anything out of that game. It's, it's typical Mansfield. You get a big game and it's just wow. Carry on. We blow it, and I think I think we did prepare well because obviously we gave us the the best chance we could, and I think it, it probably was money well spent. But then the play, it, it just seemed like the players just didn't turn up. I don't. It, the thing is, for me, it doesn't matter. You, you can go and spend all the money on those things, but if you're not going to get the mentality right in the group, you might as well forget about having all these, you know, expensive training facilities and things like that. You, unless the foundations are right and, uh, like I said, the mentality and the balance in the groups, unless all that's absolutely bang on, it, it's sort of a waste of money doing these other things because it's not going to necessarily, to you know, going to work because at the end of the day it's still back to the same situation when you get out on that pitch get, if they're going to crumble under the pressure it doesn't matter what they've done the, on what pitch or or whatever it's not going to make much difference I know you sometimes when you flip it and you think you've got to go and try things because if you don't 
you're probably criticising it then and saying, oh, you need to go and do this and this. So it's it's a difficult situation, but I I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm in favour of them of doing what they said they're going to do, and they're only going to do the long, you know, overnight stays and things like that when it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely. Well, it'd be interesting to see how things pan out. I've got a critical question for the two of you. Have you got on your person a one pound coin or one pound in change? Yeah. No. Yes. You haven't. Okay. Will you bring one pound next week? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Are you willing to spend a pound? This is critical to the feature which I've just planned in my head. Is this your way of getting away out of this? No, no, <laughs> no. Three pound for the no, whole, well, two no. pound for the whole series. Uh, I've got to pay for the tea some, somehow. <laughs> While we're no. on this conversation, on, if you on. want to sponsor us, feel free. Yeah, drop us a DM on Twitter or on Facebook. I've just come up with a game. It's called the Pound Prediction Game, right? So each week we have a prediction. We have a prediction of the score. We put in a pound into the mug, and at the end of the series, the person who's predicted the most things correctly will win. This is good. The, this pot, is good. Of, the pot of money. Bear in mind, and you're talking to the um, a guy who's won a Stag's Net Prediction League Premier League two years on the trot. And yeah, but we'll you'll also... never win anything on the podcast. Correct. And <laughs> we'll also open True. this up to you guys at home as well. I've just thought of it, but we'll, we'll put it on the website with more details. And any money we raise from you guys at home will go to charity and things like that. I don't like blagging it, is it? This, this, this is this is how the show works. It's a third <laughs> season. You should know this by now. <laughs> so, if you're willing to pay the, uh, the the pound prediction game, we shall begin. Sounds good. I'm going to, to me. start off with the very first the very first one, um, which is we're going to do some seasonal predictions to start off with. I want to know first and foremost, and we'll go with you first, Nathan. Seeing you think you're a prediction king, where the Stags will finish in the league position. Third. Third. Okay. Cam. First. Okay, I am going to go for third. I'm going to go agree with Nathan. I'm going to go well, see, third. You know, it's like that whole, no. um, you know, that he's like, well, you know, the the the, man, the, the Mansfield Town prediction winner, blah blah blah. Like trying to set me up to be knocked down. Then you don't yeah. agree with me anyway. Yeah, because I think we'll finish. We've yeah. over the last few yeah. seasons, we've jobs. we've moved up, up and up, and I think we've sneaked like, third. Yeah, space, hasn't yeah, it? exactly. That's why I'm going third. Yeah. Second one, we'll go the opposite way round. I'm going to go for top scorer. I'll go first. I'm going to put. I'm going to back him, Danny Danny Rose. I'm going to go for, which is a. I'm going to think it's a surprise. Cam Mickey Maynard. Okay. I'm really one choice there. Mickey Maynard. Uh, Nathan. Mickey Maynard. Okay, you're going to go for Maynard as well. Okay, I need a number of goals then for oh, each Christ. one. I am going to go for 18 for Danny Rose. Uh, Cam for Nicky Maynard. 22. 22. Uh, Nathan. 20. 20, okay. Uh, breakthrough star of the season. So a player, uh, a young player, or someone who's on the fringes who we don't necessarily at this moment class as an out-and-out first-team player who you think is going to get their opportunity to break through and make an impact. And when I say breakthrough star, I'm going to put a rule in there of playing 10-plus games. All right? So we'll go with Cam first. Does Amari Sterling James count? Yes, that does count. Yeah. Didn't yeah, because he's not classed as a first-teamer and he's not really fe- didn't really... 
feature and you know where we'll go with yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan oh, sorry, sorry, it can't start count no no <laughs> no, no it doesn't uh, it count. depends how serious I want to take this game because I mean I could go and uh, I mean, let's just do, let's just Logan and go I mean, I'm going to quickly do the, the maths on this right, right. This I'm using the calculator away. right so take a while three pounds today we've got what 46 46 games times 46 that's 138 pound in the pot already so you make your mind up of how seriously you want to you want to take See, that is it, is it worth kicking Conrad Logan just get Adrian Stone in there <laughs> now I'm going to go for Alex Smith ok you're going to go for Alex Smith ok I am going to go for is it bad if I agree <laughs> again I've no, said no, Smith no. I've said Smith all, all, all the way through I mean, if you don't want me to agree, go for it. Go for it. You said it all the way through. You can't change your mind. I'm going to say it would have been Smith or Knowles if you'd have said you can't choose Smith or have gone Knowles. Uh, bit of fun. This one we, is just for a laugh. Um, this happened on something happened on Monday night, which made you nearly say something, but you stopped yourself. What happened? The G word. The G word. Oh, ding ding. Galvanized. Yes, Lee Glover did he or did he not say galvanised as he part did. of his answer? It felt yeah. very weird. It did. It, it felt wrong. How uncomfortable. It did. <laughs> but I'm gonna. If he said it once, he will at some point say it again. So between now and the end of the season, I want a count of how many times Lee Glover or John Dempster say the word galvanised in an interview. Nathan, I'm gonna go with you first. I don't think it's that often. I think it's gonna be about six. Okay, Cam. Ten. I'll go for 14. Uh, and finally, the one which we'll do every single week, we will go for the prediction of the game. Newport scoreline, please. I will go with a 3-1 victory for the Stags. Uh, Cam? 2-0. Uh, 2-0 win. 2-0 win. Yes. Okay, and uh, Nathan? 2-all. 2-2 uh, draw to start Not off with. Yeah. So, to recap the, the rules, what we'll do is I'll put the first four of those, the where we'll finish, the top scorer, the breakthrough star, and the galvanised count into an envelope. We'll seal that up, put it away in, into the draw there, which is at the side of camp till the end of the season, and then we'll reveal the make winner. Nathan's just said 2-2. Where was this galvanised spirit, like, using it as fuel? Where's that gone? Well, if we didn't, we might lose 2-1, so... There you go. I, wish, I think he's answered your question there. And then we'll write the games, we'll have the spreadsheet, we'll write it down uh, week by week, and we'll have details on our website of how you guys at home can get involved uh, with that. Callum says, would love to see a Mansfield Matters prediction league. Can't predict Newport, though, you never can. Is that we'll, we'll get on it. On Super that. Six. We'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have the Super Six set up. Yeah, we'll have to do something. We'll leave that in <laughs> Cam's uh, cable hands, but we'll put those, put those safe for now, and I'll sort those later on, and we'll get them money off you next week and we'll do something good with that and that's pretty much it for this week it feels great to be back I mean after weeks and weeks and weeks of pre-season and wanting to talk about football but it's not really worth talking about pre-season a lot it feels really good to be back and for me I just hope that whatever happens over the course of this season we all get behind John Dempster and we get off to a, a good enough start for that momentum to build and we don't take our eye we don't take our eye off that long-term goal, but we don't take our eye off what's in front of us as well. And we have that elusive um, plan B. Oh, uh, Joe, I've just seen a, a comment pop up. Get that um, frequent, to get that piece of paper out. Great point, Jodie. We'll add it to the list. Um, 
we'll add it to the list. Most frequent man of the match. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Does, is that we'll, we'll add it in just home or is it just home overall? because just home because we can't monitor away. So whoever is the officially the officially announced man of the match through the Stags Tannoy at home games, the most frequent man of the match. Oh my days! I'm stuck between two. Go on. What's your two? I don't know because I'm going to help you two out, aren't I? Oh, good point. Cam, go on then. Up. Mine's either Neil Bishop or Mal Benning. I'm stuck between them two. Go on, you've got to, I've got to pin you down for it because I want to fit. I would like to finish this podcast at some point today. Yeah, but you said you missed out. Missed podcast. Yeah, I'm also missing food. I'm hungry. <laughs> Me and well, Nathan yeah, got plans after yeah, this. Yeah, day, day, day night, 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 isn't it? Ooh, I forgot day that. Um, Mal Benning. Okay. Nathan? Right, it's between Bish and... Chief for me, but oh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chief. Chief, okay. I am gonna go Christian Pierce. In case anybody really doesn't know, oh, no. <laughs> I am gonna go with. I don't think it's gonna be Bish. Sorry, I don't think Bish is gonna be as prominent this season. No, that's why. That's why I did that. Um, I might not play as much. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Maynard. I can see. I can see it. I'm gonna go with Maynard. With that top scorer? No, no. I'm going with Maynard. Uh, right. Okay. So we've got that in there. So we'll right. come back no, to that. No more changes. No more changes. That is it. That is it. We'll put it on the uh, the website. We'll get you guys involved with it as uh, as well uh, if you want to. That'd be fantastic. No. Stop now. Right. We tried to do a prediction thing in season one. <laughs> it went badly because we added too much into it. Would you keep yeah, it we simple? We tried to predict the whole team. Yeah. Did, like yeah. Sort of ultimate eleven as well. Like it was oh, impossible. I know. We, we Which then up. some well-known local media outlet. Stole. Yeah, yeah. So if that's <laughs> didn't last very long yeah. with them either. So yeah. how difficult it was. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> oh, nothing like ideas off the cuff, is there? Uh, right then, that is pretty much it. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. If you've been listening to the audio version of this, come and join us every Thursday night at six thirty on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. This is the show for the fans by the fans. Why? That's why that's Phil Matters. It always has, it always will. A new dawn is upon us. We've had listeners and viewers from West Sussex, Dubai, Hong Kong, and of course, mighty Mansfield tonight. The new season is going to dawn on Saturday as we head to Newport once more. Let's forget about everything which has gone in the past. Let's forget about last season. New manager, some new players, some fresh ideas as well. And that's remember that if we keep counting these pennies... Eventually, we'll have lots and lots of these pounds. Keep counting the points and promotions will follow. See you at the same time next week as the journey begins once more. I believe that you guys deserve success for the loyal support that you give the players and the club. We'll do our utmost to bring success to the football club. I ask of you, your support through the good times and the bad. Every campaign, again, that I've been involved with that's been successful, there's been ups and downs. This can be a successful one with your full 100% support. And we'll give you everything and I hope you give us everything. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.